1350 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning to all of you joining us locally by radio and streaming online. We appreciate you tuning in. Today is Sunday, December 16th, 2018. My name is Maddie Love, and we are happy to be joined by Marie Delafont, one half of the Everyone's Agnostic podcast that she co-hosts with Cats. Is it Cass Midgley? All right. This is an open conversation. We welcome and encourage listener interaction with your phone calls to 952-946-6205, your emails to radio at mnatheist.org, tweet us at Atheist Talk, or find us over on Facebook, over at facebook.com slash Atheist Talk. Marie, thanks for joining me here in studio on quite possibly one of the most gorgeous winter mornings we've had in a while. It's amazing. I took a picture of the sunrise this morning as I left. It's a beautiful outside. I was, as much as I like coming on air... I was sad to be up when the sun was up, <laughs> or before the sun was up. Happy to be like, I, yeah, never mind. I want to be awake when the sun is up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's start with your podcast. Yeah, everyone's agnostic. Can can you share with us what your show is about? Absolutely. So, everyone's agnostic is a biweekly podcast um, hosted by myself and by Cass Midgley. Cass Midgley originated um, the podcast in 2014, along with um, the original co-host, Bob Pondillo. Um, and the point of the podcast is to make to support others to feel less alone as they deconstruct and leave their faith behind or or just start to question the fundamental uh, the fundamentalist uh, values maybe that they were raised with. Um, so Basically, we just interview people who have a story that they want to tell about their deconversion or or their journey and um, just kind of give them a platform to share about that um, with the hopes that we can help, you know, help other people feel less alone in their journey. And I think a byproduct of that is um, kind of a sense of, of healing and of feeling um, validated and getting rid of that gaslighting that maybe we still hold on to from our religious upbringings. Um, so that's what we strive to do with um, our, our podcast. And you're here in Minnesota, which is a pretty, I mean, that's a pretty good place for being an atheist. Not that it's perfect or nothing. We got we got a lot of things yeah. to fix and work on. Yeah. But Cass is down in like Tennessee, right? He is. Yes. He's down in Nashville, uh, Tennessee. And I'm here, obviously. Um, here is much better because um, <laughs> I'm here and I'm great. Um, but, um, yeah, so we, um, actually do it kind of a, a remote kind of, um, a setup and we use a software so that we're able to do that together. So it's been weird because I've only met him once. <laughs> and so we're, we're running this thing together and, and, uh, it's kind of an interesting experience. Yeah. Yeah. I recently had Cass on my show, which hasn't, yeah. hasn't aired yet. It hasn't, I haven't put it out yet. Um, I think when Cass was on, cause he's a former pastor. He is. Is that right? Yep. He that was the most Bible verses that have ever been on my show. Uh, I was actually because he was originally going to join us this morning. Yeah, and I was a little worried. He's like, Cass, uh, we don't need. I mean, <laughs> on the other hand, like he uses those Bible verses so well to yeah. like highlight. Yes, how ridiculous he does. Yes, he doesn't use them flippantly to try to trigger people, but right. it's it's to pull out, like, no, legitimately, this is the stuff that we were taught. This is how it was used. And I still remember this. I remember yeah. all these verses. <laughs> well, and when we we joked, like, because one of my new favorite verses that Deborah Brandt from the Beyond the Trailer Park podcast shared oh, with yeah. me is something about, like, the amount of the emissions of her lover was, like, th- those of a <laughs> horse or something like that. And, and I was like, I had to go back and, like, 
that's in the Bible? Did you know the Old Testament is full of sexual innuendos? It's absolutely obsessed with and vaginas. Oh, it's obsessed with lots of, you know, things. It's... We just got the we just got the borderline. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm on the but radio. But you know, well, and it's the Bible. It, like... I I mean, we're talking about the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> so like, sorry radio, but like my apologies to everyone. I usually I do a podcast and we're able to edit it. Oh yeah, but so... we wouldn't have edited that if those just podcasts at oh, all. That, that's fair. Yep, sorry about that. But my but point it's... my point is like that the Bible is full of this kind of stuff and I don't think that when you're in it that you realize what's really in there. Right. Um, but anyway, that's a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good tangent. Thank you. <laughs> you well, your the name of your show, uh, uh, Everyone's Agnostic. Yeah. On its face, saying that everybody is agnostic, that's a, that's a pretty strong positive claim you're making. Yeah. Can you back that up? Nope. Nope? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see what your face. No. Um, you know, first of all, I'll say that I had nothing to do with picking the name of the show. Whether I would have fought the name of the show, um, I don't know. I don't know if I would, but it is what it is now. Um, Cass chose that name, I think, to emphasize that the things that we all claim that we know, whether we're religious, whether we're militant atheists, we don't really, really know. And when you get into the um, the study of epistemology and the how you can know what you know and whether those are reliable sources of, of knowledge... Like uh, when we assert things like I know that the Christian God is real or I know this or that, you don't really, really know. And it's a matter of faith. And so I think when we say that everyone's agnostic, it's just a matter of, of realizing that there are mysteries in this world and that we can't know the answer to everything. And I think any really strong assertion one way or the other is, you know, um, overstretching. (laughs) And I think that's kind of what the title is trying to get at. Just, um, and I think it's trying to embrace the idea of gray in this world and kind of releasing this black and white notion of understanding the world and, and allowing yourself to, to not know because we don't know a lot of things and we can only do our best. And so I think that's where the the title is um, coming from. And, (laughs) And yeah, it, it 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 has rubbed some people the wrong way. Like, how dare you? Do you not? Do you even know what the word agnostic means? And so, and then I'm like, you know what? Here's Cass's email address. <laughs> do you, Send all of your hate mail his way, because I'm really nice and I don't say mean things. <laughs> do you do do you hear more people? Do you get more pushback from atheists or believers, or do you, do you feel like it's equal? Um, well, so to be fair, I've only been working the show for two months. Okay, fair. But, um, in that, um, pushbacks from non-believers. Really? Yep. Yep. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Cause like, I'm more than happy to say like, you know, when it comes down to it, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like I don't believe, yeah. I, I don't have any, for me, it's like, well, I'll start believing when you give me a good reason right, to believe, right, but I don't right, have right. one yet. Yeah. And I feel like logically I can say. I'm pretty confident, like, the Christian version of, or, like, if you pick a god. Yeah. Like, I can pretty much say, well, I'm pretty sure that one doesn't exist. Right. Because it's logically impossible the right. way you've described your god. Right. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know. And I think that's a good thing to do is to be yeah. comfortable with, like, you don't know everything. Yeah. And yeah. that's okay. And that's given me a lot of comfort to accept that I can't get all the answers. And I think that's what was 
so stressful about being in Christianity that in, in one sense, at least for me, in one sense, it was very comforting to feel like I knew the answers, to feel like I could help other people because just look at this, just read this. You're going to feel so much better. Everything's going to make sense. There'll be more, no more death, no more suffering. You're going to have your best friend with you all the time. And in a way that was comforting, but in another way, it was very intellectually dishonest and I wasn't able to just, there were so many questions I had about all this stuff and it just did not align. And so I find it to be more intellectually satisfying to allow myself questions in life that I think often can't even be answered and allow myself to just bask in the awe of the universe that is so difficult to integrate into your being. So you just have to sit there and be like, I don't know. I don't know, but this is pretty amazing. Um, and here I am and I couldn't ask for much in life, you know, but here I am breathing and I'm loved and there's candy over there and candy's pretty great. And so, <laughs> so like, you know, I was just... actually looking over there for candy. When oh. said that. There is no candy. <laughs> and I feel a little cheated. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's, yeah. That's Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gaslighting you. Like, there was candy, but then you looked over there and it left, so I guess you screwed it up, Maddie. Your faith wasn't strong enough for the candy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I, agree. Like, what I'm thinking, like, it was this was years ago, but, like, mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey was, like, talking about how atheists can't truly understand the sun, the beauty of the sunset she said or the that? sunrise or... There was something that, you know, she was basically saying, like, that the atheists can't fully appreciate it because we don't have God. And I was like, uh, just because I don't believe a God made this doesn't mean that, like, I find it's close. It, I don't know. Like, I don't like the word spiritual because, yeah. like, that has all these other connotations. Right. But, like, walking through a forest and just enjoying, like, that's as close to spiritual. I feel like I can pretty much really understand yeah. and appreciate the beauty of the universe. Well, even if I don't ascribe a God to it. Right. And don't you feel like maybe to some extent, and it could be bias for me, but like that by um, attributing things like a sunrise or any of these marvelous things that we experience in life by attributing it to God, it stunts their beauty in a way because you can't see, like I equate it to what, oh, <laughs> this is a whole tangent, but like mindful eating, when you have this slab of steak in front of you and you just cook it and you put it in your mouth, I'm like, mm, that was steak and I ate it and that was food. and yeah. But then when you take a moment to think about like the whole process that brought this steak to you, and I'm sorry for vegetarians or vegans right now, I realize that this is not a kind metaphor to you and you're going to disconnect <laughs> at this point. So I'm sorry. Let's talk about something else. Peas. So like snow peas and then you, you then you... <laughs> We have a minute left. Okay. So, like, yeah. No, that's okay. You can talk snow peas. Just the, just the metaphor peas. of just understanding, like, how things came to be and understanding the, the process that came before that and then appreciating the process and the evolution and the, the vastness and, and chaos of the world is just, that's insane. That's insane. Like, amazingly insane. Whereas compared to God made it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, well. What about all the metabolic processes that had to go into effect? Right? You're turning me, like, you're, this is getting me going. This is great. <laughs> yeah, metabolic processes. Yeah. <laughs> with <All right>. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, please stay with us through the break. We'll return to Atheist Talk with Marie Delafont of the Everyone's Agnostic Podcast. I'm Maddie Love, and you're listening to AM950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota.
Welcome back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned into Atheist Talk. I'm your host, Maddie Love, and in just a moment, we'll return to Marie Delafont, co-host of the Everyone's Agnostic podcast. Atheist Talk is produced with funding from the Minnesota Atheists and Cucumbers Restaurant in Edina, Minnesota. Please consider visiting our sponsors, and if you do, let them know that you appreciate their support of Atheist Talk. If you would like to advertise in this program and help keep us on the air, please contact us at radio at mnatheist.org. Last night, Minnesota Atheists hosted their annual winter solstice dinner, easy for me to say, and it was an amazing night of magical disbelief. Mentalist and frequent Atheist Talk guest David Gamet was the night's entertainment, the dinner was outstanding, and of course, a room full of folks from Minnesota Atheists is always a welcome sight. If you missed last night or just want to keep meeting fellow Atheists this holiday season, head over to the Minnesota Atheist Meetup page. We have a couple more dinners this holiday season, events to just socialize, and monthly events where you can do charitable works in the community. The Minnesota Atheists may not ring bells in front of the stores, but we do give generous, generously with our time, skills, and money, and without the promise of a reward in the afterlife. And now, back to Marie Delafont from the Everyone's Agnostic Podcast. If you'd like to get involved in the conversation, you can call us at 952-946-6205, email us, radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us at Atheist Talk, or find us over on the Facebooks. All right, so when we left, we were talking about steak and peas, <laughs> um, which, you know, I am very much interested in. In fact, I spent like 20, 30 minutes talking to somebody last night who's a dairy farmer, it was a super awesome conversation. <laughs> I, seriously, I love talking to people about things that I'm ignorant of. Yeah. So, yeah, that was Especially if they're passionate about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. And when they're knowledgeable, too. Not yeah. They're not just like, yeah, I'm really excited about quantum physics. And it's like, <laughs> okay, Deepak, I don't really want to talk to you. You don't know what you're talking about. Nope. Yeah. No, this person was not Deepak Chopra. <laughs> so, you had talked about being a new voice over on the Everyone's Agnostic podcast. Your co-host, Cass... He mentioned in a bunch of episodes that he was looking to add a woman's voice to a show. Do you know why that was so important to him? He basically wants a token woman just oh, to no. okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, no, like he, you know, he's been doing the show with another white cisgender man from America for 4 years. And, you know, um I see Cass as a a feminist in training. <laughs> <laughs> I like to pause there. Yeah. <laughs> Context is important. So like, you know, he it, I have sympathy for for men right now and like I I want them to be educated and to better understand their privilege in this world and the advantages that they have whether they're deserved or not and maybe also how they have misogyny inside them that they don't even realize. Even as someone who um, calls themselves an intersectional feminist may still struggle with misogyny, just as I feel I'm an ally for a lot of marginalized groups. But that's not to say that I don't have my own little voice of white supremacy inside of me, that I don't have this own, my own little voice of racism in my head. And so, um, so I think Cass knows that and he wants to grow himself. He wants to understand things more. He wants to be a better ally. And I just don't think that he's really known how to do so, but he's just kind of wanted to get better representation um, on his show, which that said, like the hosts don't, the hosts don't really say all that much compared to the guest and the guests, you know, the guests that we have are, um, I think have a, a, a wide amount of representation across all types of groups. 
Um, so that said, um, I think he want he wanted representation even in the hosting, and so an opportunity came for me. Rather, I asked <laughs> <laughs> to to be able to help with the podcast. And at first, it was just as a manager of the podcast to help him schedule things and kind of take the administrative burden away from him. Um, but then we decided that I'm awesome, and so then I was like, "Hey, could I also be the co-host? Because I'm kind of funny and I have nice things to say, and I like talking to people and I like hearing stories." And so. I asked him if I could also be co-host and he's like, sure. And I'm like, okay, I'll audition. He's like, nope. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I guess I'm your co-host now. So, um, and that's something that I'm, uh, I have a lot of awareness of in that, um, I know he wants a woman's voice on the podcast. And at the same time, I don't want to ever be seen as a, a representative for women. You don't speak for every woman? I don't. <laughs> You know, as a white trans woman, I speak for all trans women. I, oh, I know you do. All the trans women of color. I know. Yes. As a white trans woman, <laughs> I could see that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I try to be cautious about um, overstepping who I am on this podcast and only to speak for myself as a woman and all the other di- identities that I have. Um, and then also, I made sure to have a conversation with Cass because I wasn't entirely sure if this was going to be a token woman situation like do you just want me to be like your sidekick and like just say oh Cass you're so smart and you say so many nice things and but so we had a conversation about that and I was like you know when I call when I see misogyny on the show even if it's in you like can I call it out can we talk about this is this a safe place to talk about that kind of stuff and he's like yes oh my god yes and so I had to have this discussion with him just to just to make sure just to establish what the environment was, is this a place for growth? Is this a place where we can talk about intersectionality? Um, and and I definitely, he's really showing up for that. And we've had a lot of great conversations together already. Just in the last couple of episodes, we've been talking about misogyny, racism, all those kinds of things. And I think it's going to be a great growth experience for both of us. And so I'm happy to be there as a representative for every woman <laughs> out there. Um, but yeah, I, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm very also, I'm also very aware that when equality progresses, it usually, I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure, but my impression is that first it's the white women and yeah. then we're like, yay, white women have equality. Everything is done now. And I want to keep in mind that, that, that amount, that relativity of, of privilege that I have. Um, and then also keep in mind the other groups. Um, when we talk about trans individuals, when we talk about people of color, when we talk about people with disabilities, I don't want to just be done when we talk about Marie being on a podcast. So, so that's, that's kind of where I am with, um, me on the podcast as a representative for all women. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's good. Like when you talked about like Cass was like, I mean, like we, yeah, we, I agree. We all have got that little bit inside that we need to work on and it's important to to acknowledge that. Yeah. It doesn't have to define it, but we need to acknowledge that and yes. work on it and realize yes. our limitations. And having somebody who's like, like Cass saying, I recognize my limitations. I'd like to have a diverse voice on. Yes. And like, it's one of the things I really like about Atheist Talk. We sh- we could benefit from some more diversity with our hosts, but I feel like we do have a good variety of hosts yeah. that, yeah. you know, come in on Sundays. Because the more voices you have in the room, the better the, better the stories that get told, yes. the more you understand reality better. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just... Yeah. 
there's so much positive things about diversity. I don't know why anybody ever gets absolutely why anybody ever fights it. Yeah. Well, because you like being, you know, the dominant <laughs> group, you know, and it's yeah, it's hard to see the other. A lot of us are raised to other people, even even with I, I was thinking about the other day about these lines that we draw between our countries and we say those are the others. Those are the Mexicans. Those are the Canadians. But they're not really the others. Once you kind of zoom out and you realize there are no lines there, mm-hmm. and we're all I just on our line. There aren't Canadians, though. Like, okay, they they are the other. I don't know about them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll return to our guest Marie Delafont after the short commercial break. Please stay with us. I'm Maddie Love, and you're listening to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. Thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF. I'm your host, Maddie Love, in the studio with Marie Delafont, co-host of the Everyone's Agnostic podcast. If you'd like to chat with us this morning, you can call us at 952-946-6205, email us at radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us at Atheist Talk, or message us over on the Facebooks. Before we continue with this conversation, I want to thank our group of dedicated volunteers and the generous donations of you, our listeners. You help keep Atheist Talk on the air and in podcast form. If you're able to help with the donation, please consider doing so at our Radio Fund page. Oh, excuse me. Or Patreon, where you can get extended interviews at patreon.com slash atheisttalk. Minnesota Atheist is a 501c3 tax-deductible organization. We couldn't do this show without you, and we deeply appreciate your support. Music for Atheist Talk is by composer and member Brent Michael David and is used with permission. Please note, all opinions are of guests and hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the Minnesota Atheist Organization, which this week isn't such a big deal, although here at Minnesota Atheist, we don't talk about the dirty things that you talk about. (laughs) All those Bible things. What's the point of life if you don't? (laughs) That's actually completely not true. As any of our patrons would know, we are very, we are like 12 year olds on Patreon. (laughs) Some of this, some of the content is super high quality, and some of it is twelve-year-olds yeah. with a radio yeah, <laughs> or the microphone. Um, <laughs> so we talked uh, before the show that you were a little, you're a little before you got into podcasts and stuff. You were a little hesitant to use like your actual legal name. Yeah. So Delafont is not your legal name, and you told me there's a story behind you came up how you came up with that pseudonym is that a story you can share on air yes there are no swear words or anything <laughs> well i mean sometimes it's like well i could tell that story but it's really personal and i don't want it to. is pretty personal and it involves people in my life but those people know um the story about it and i think understand anyway but i'll just tell the story okay so um <laughs> this is only going to provoke more questions than answers for you, I think. But um, I'm um, actually polyamorous. And so um, I'm in a couple of relationships um, and I'm uh, married to one of them. And um, so I came out to my parents about uh, a little over a year ago. And they did not react great. Um, they are um, Christian as well. Not as well, but they are Christian and had a reaction, um, not the worst reaction, but, um, you know, the context is that I've always kind of felt like I've muted myself around my family as someone who's an atheist, as someone who eventually then became poly. And um, and I have this these identities that don't match their worldview or the worldview of my family. And so for all of my life, ever since I deconverted, which was, you know, late 20s or so, 
I've felt internally the need to to um, suppress those parts of my identity that I felt that my family would not approve of, even though they were aware of my atheism. And so it's always felt mildly inauthentic and really unsatisfying for me because um, as the years have gone by and I've recovered from religion, one of the things that is most valuable to me is authenticity and being honest about who I am and saying, yes, this is who I am and this is how I'm showing up in the world. So to be inauthentic to people who raised me, who were there with me all the time was really rough. And so when I finally decided to come out to them as Polly and they reacted negatively, it just, I hit the wall for my, for myself. And I had to, we all took a break from each other for a year. I think we both, we all needed it. And, um, in that time, I was seeing a therapist to work on all of my stuff because I've got stuff. And she does this cool therapy that I thought was really wooey. And I don't know if the listeners know what that means. It's just very pseudoscience-y kind of. And in fellow deconverts, you know, we do not like woo. We do not like pseudoscience. But she does this thing called sand tray therapy. And it's a tray of sand. <laughs> it's aptly named. And it's therapy. <laughs> So it 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 felt super wooey, but at the time I felt so much emotion about this conflict with my family and this these this so many years of binding up my identity around them and so that at that point during this conflict I found it really difficult to find words to express how I felt what had happened over all these years what what was going on and I felt so paralyzed. So she's like, hey, you want to do sanitary therapy? And I'm like, that sounds ridiculous. Let's not do that. She's like, okay. And come back next week. Are you still traumatized? Yep. You want to try sanitary therapy? Mm, okay. So finally, <laughs> I tried it out. And basically, this is a very long story, but I think it's very interesting. Um, she has this shelf filled with figurines like figurines that you might recognize from like disney or just like these very generic figurines like a freaking you know snake or something and she just says go up there and grab anything something that gives you any kind of an emotion just grab whatever you want and i'm like well, how many do you want doesn't matter just grab some so i grab a few characters and we throw them in the sand tray and she's like put them wherever you want to put them and so long story short it ended up being this exercise where you evolve a concept around these figurines and you evolve, you create this landscape in the sand to allow your subconscious mind that is so upset and that doesn't have words to play out what you're feeling and to find a narrative when you don't have words. And it's a way to take this abstract thing in your mind and put it in front of you so that you can see this is what's happening. Oh my God, this is what's happening. <laughs> Second long story short. So in the end, there was a character that I, a figurine that I had selected that was this little green elephant with a little white flower on its bottom. And <laughs> I don't know if I can say it. I don't know words I can say. Bottom is okay. Bottom. It's, it's even in Despicable Me. In dis yes. <laughs> they say it bottom like that. And so <laughs> <laughs> Love that show. Movie. And so anyway, 
as this landscape evolved in front of me, it ended up uh, illustrating how I felt a separation from my parents because of their denial of my core self. And that green elephant ended up representing that. Oh, okay. And um, so it was kind of this spirit type thing. Just it's just meant to identify. Just meant to symbolize what it is to be unapologetically, authentically me. And and the characters of my parents wouldn't even look at it on the sand tray. And so able being able to play that out, which now it seems so obvious. Like, of course you were upset because your parents. Right. We're denying your identity or whatever. I, it seems obvious now, but uh, that was hugely helpful. So point being, uh, that elephant, the symbol of that green elephant has become uh, just immeasurably helpful for me to just say, you know, this is me. This is me and I'm going to be me. And so as I continued in this conflict with my parents and felt estranged and wanting to be separate from them, I didn't feel like being um legal last name person anymore (laughs) and even if it was just a gesture on facebook i decided to change my last name on facebook and i changed it to marie delafont so that's a d apostrophe elephant basically and i just thought you know (laughs) does that just made it sound like more french and more i mean i was i already have a french last name so okay (laughs) so it's already french again i don't think there's anyone in france called something something delafont but still we're just gonna say (laughs) there's some circus leader (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah so i that ended up just kind of being a name that i took for a little while on facebook just to tell myself i'm okay and i don't need to identify with my family right now and i'm okay releasing them from needing to approve of me and I can accept my own identity. I don't, I'm not taking the name of my husband, I'm not taking the name of my family. I am me. I am this, this green elephant. This is my identity. So uh, short, long story, <laughs> long story short, this is a long story. Um, my, my family and I ended up reconciling and they really showed up. They did a lot of emotional work. They showed up for me. Um, and we've reconciled and we're starting from square one and we're rebuilding our relationship with the demand that I be seen for who I am. And, um, and it was a good experience for me to, to go through that process of being rejected by the people I feared the most being rejected. Um, so anyway, when this opportunity came to do this podcast, um, I just really don't want my full name out there. Fair. Um, I don't mind people knowing um, just in their brains who I am, but uh, I just don't. The internet. You know how the internet is. So the, it just seemed like a cool idea to just, you know what, I'm going to use this this name that I had for a little while that really means, you know, me, the core of me. And that seems perfect, like a perfect fit. So that is how I am Marie Delafont. Well, and there's so many atheists out there that go through, exp- you know, getting rejected and, yeah. or fear of rejection. And sometimes yeah. it's just they know that if they do come out, it's, you know, maybe they're not in a place where they can support themselves. Right. So There's well, a lot think, of really good reasons to not come out if you need to. Yeah. And we actually have a call. Uh, Lynette and Chaska, uh, how's it going? Hi. I'm enjoying the conversation today. Oh, fantastic. Now, we've chatted with you before, haven't we? We have, yes. Oh. And I was actually on a show That's last right. year. Yeah, was that was about a... about climate change. And, you know, I haven't even heard it yet, so one oh. of these days I'll check it out. I thought it was a fantastic show. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> you were listening. Well, you know, when you look at the word believe, right in the middle of the word is lie. 
So whatever we choose to believe could be a lie. And I always, throughout my life, have to question whatever I'm believing. And I think that, you know, when, when religion has ruined spirituality for a lot of people, unfortunately. It's like Jesus was not a Christian. Buddha was not a Buddhist. The religions came after the great person lived, and then, you know, the business aspects, you know, came about and all of that stuff. And then that's what really I feel that the religion became about. It wasn't really about connecting people with, I mean, it can be, I'm not saying it can't, but a lot of times I think people just want to make an organization and then you have to support the organization and then the original reason for the organization is forgotten and lost. And that's what I think religion has ruined spirituality for. And they persecuted the pagans for worshiping nature. And like Maddie, when you were saying walking through nature, that's the real deal. I mean, yes, it's alive and, and it's beautiful and it, it, people feel so good in it because that is true spirituality. And, you know, religion, you know, originally, you know, said, oh, well, no, we don't really need that. And that's just here <laughs> temporarily. And we're going to go to heaven and we don't need that. But we do need that. And it's wonderful. And and that is God's creation, or whoever creation it is. It's lovely, and why do we have to label it as yeah. something? That's fair. So, All right, well, my, we are actually okay. just coming up into a break, so we're going to let you go. But I really, I really do appreciate your call, and I like that point of view. Thank you, Lynette. Thanks for calling, Lynette. Right. Okay, take care. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like you, I, I mean, obviously, I disagree. I, I don't believe that there's a God, but. I mean, I think that, you know, Lynette and I could both walk through the woods together and both appreciate the beauty of, of the woods and or yeah. the ocean. Yeah. And I just think I hate it when people get very dogmatic about it. If you don't see the world the way I see it, you know, you, you're not really truly seeing it. It's yep. Like, no, that's 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 not the way. <laughs> that's not the world the way the world works, in my opinion. No. At least. All right. Well, we'll return to our guest, Marie Delafont after this short commercial break. Please stay with us. I'm Maddie Love, and you're listening to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950. Welcome back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned into Atheist Talk. I'm your host, Maddie Love, and I'm joined in studio by Marie Delafont of the Everyone's Agnostic Podcast. As a reminder, if you're curious about Minnesota Atheists, you can check out the Minnesota Atheist website. We have previous episodes. You can browse articles, book reviews, and peruse the calendar of upcoming events. You can also sign up for the Atheist Weekly email, which that commercial just told you about, that will tell you, give you links to upcoming events. We always, we really do always have a ton of activities going on around the Twin Cities and outlying suburbs. Come and discover all that Minnesota Atheists has to offer. Consider becoming a member of Minnesota Atheists because membership has some great perks and check them out on the website. All right, Marie. We were chatting in the break, and I realized um, I wanted you on. I wanted you to have a chance to talk about your show. And I, we never, like, stopped to tell anybody where they can find your show and, like, like where they can listen to more of you. Well, we're off the grid, so you have to come <laughs> to our house and watch us talk. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, thanks for allowing me to plug. Um, uh, you know, we've had we've got about... 220 plus episodes out there all the archives are available for for listening and um you can find us on the interwebs at um, everyonesagnostic.com and you can listen to our show through there and you can also find our podcast anywhere podcasts are found everyone's agnostic and um, you can also email us at everyonesagnostic at gmail.com. And we also have a presence on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I often post pictures of myself being cute 
and talking about being on radio shows, just as a, an example. <laughs> hey, Alexa, play Everyone's Agnostic on TuneIn Radio. Yeah. Is now, it if anybody, work? well, if anybody has an Alexa device, oh no, that's devious. That's devious. Alexa, don't do it. Too late. Too late. It is too late. They have now downloaded your show and listened to it. Hey Alexa, send five hundred dollars over to Marie oh, Delafont. I have an Alexa that that doesn't work. A lot of times she's oh. just like, I don't know how to do that. Or, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> Although you can get you can get her to sing, which is great. Which yeah, okay. Um, my kids actually call my Alexa wiretap. Wiretap. <laughs> yeah, because she's always listening, and it's like, yeah, you're, oh, you're right. Like I really, oh, oh. I really don't know who's listening. Yeah. But you know, I can order pizza without you know. I mean, control that's, my TV. That's so, worth it. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> so, reading your bio, you haven't always been an atheist. Yeah. Um, and your show actually like the thing about your show is you share deconversion stories right right do you have i mean when we have like five minutes left yeah do you have a deconversion story you can tell once upon a time (laughs) yeah i can truncate it um i've i've had to do it before i can do it again so i was raised lutheran and then kind of a general baptist conference ish and uh i you know my parents are in it to win it they really believe it they have a relationship with their god and um, they're very serious about it um, but they're very compassionate and generous people, and so they're not the, the worst kinds of Christians that you hear about in the world. They're they're good ones, and um, so they raised me, obviously. But um, the church that I went to was a bit more conservative, had um, more of those toxic doctrines. Like I was raised with the purity uh, culture stuff, with uh, like uh, don't don't copulate until. <laughs> You, you so like sex was right out. oh yeah that it was word. like abstinence over yeah right. yep 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 so like that's that's the kind of stuff that i was raised with and did you get a purity ring i wanted to but i might not have had the money i think do you think that maybe instead of giving kids purity rings they could give them nuva rings <laughs> i think that would be a better i mean i don't think they would agree with that but okay, it's I'll not just... a bad idea um but you know right around the age of of 13 um i started questioning all of it because Honestly, it just didn't make any sense. Just even the idea of a God. It wasn't just like this Bible doesn't make sense. It was just like, wait, what? A, a, a God? Like why? I just couldn't even wrap my head around it. But at the same time, I had been so indoctrinated. I was terrified of hell. And I had such poor self-esteem and trust in my own intuition that I didn't really follow through. I didn't stick with these doubts and say, yes. These are legitimate questions to ask. I should follow this road. Instead, um, I spent many years fighting so hard to try to make it make sense for myself because I took it so seriously. I ended up doing missions. I, you know, moved up north for three months in the summer when I was a junior in high school and did some work at a church there for the summer. I, 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 goodness gracious, I moved to Mexico for two years as a missionary through YWAM and I converted Catholics. (laughs) 
That's a whole other story. But anyway, because well, Catholics aren't. If you're because they're Christians? I grew up in the Baptist General Conference. No, no, oh. Jacob, I didn't grow up. I but I, after I was an adult, yeah, I became part of the Baptist General Conference. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I remember so they're seen as not. Yeah, Catholics weren't Christians. Fully Christian. Yeah, because they worship an idol, Mary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, I you know, I feel like the work that I did in YWAM was just this effort to overcompensate and to prove myself because I was really, really trying. I was really trying. I was like, God, you know. I really don't want to go to hell. I really believe that you love me, but none of this makes any sense. Could you help me out here? And then just going into to, to YWAM was just this like extreme experience. And they were like Assembly of God-esque, you know, like there was people coming and talking. Uh, YWAM is a, like a missionary school. Um, and there would be people coming and talking in our classes about having healed people, like people with stumps for legs. They would tell us... <sighs> That they would put their hands on those stumps and then a leg grew. People in person would tell us this story. And it only took, it was until years later when I fully deconverted and I looked back and I said, what a liar. Yeah. I cannot believe that. I believed him. And so that, so all that said, you know, I left missions after a few years and came back to Minnesota and really just kind of settled into my doubts and just kind of let go over many years and a lot of pain, that really fundamentalist kind of religion until like my mid late twenties when I was very comfortable calling myself a, an agnostic atheist. Um, and then I think, you know, I'm 36 now, so I deconverted maybe about 10 years ago. And those years since then have been spent really dealing with a lot of the fallout of having left the faith. Um, I feel like there was a lot of damage done and as a person with an anxiety disorder and panic disorder, it played into that and exacerbated that. And I feel gypped from the opportunity to have dealt honestly with the concept of death as a child. And so now I'm trying to embrace that, embrace what is, that is, we are all going to die. That's a hard concept. <laughs> Sorry, it's Sunday morning, but we're going to die. And yeah. <laughs> like, you know, trying to wrap my head around that and allow that to be and still live my life to the fullest. So I've spent more than 10 years in therapy, working this stuff out, um, and only recently have I been able to kind of turn a little bit outwards and start helping other people. And I think that's part of what the podcast is. All right. Well, we are going to wrap it up. But well, to be fair, we're going to keep chatting. Yes. But over for Patreon. So yeah. So I really encourage people to head over to Patreon. Do we get we... to swear in that one? Yes. <gasps> yes. Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> our... <laughs> <laughs> 12-year-olds with microphones. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Atheist Talk. We'd love for you to join us again next Sunday for the first half of our coverage of the War on Christmas. I'm proud to be on the air with Minnesota Atheists, and I hope that you've enjoyed the show today. This show depends on the generous support of our members, our sponsors, and donors. Please consider supporting the show through the donation link at mnatheist.org or through Patreon. This has been Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Minnesota.